when you look at the menorah, see the light. Welcome to the Hanukkah and Parshas Miketz Perspective. The Hanukkah Perspective is in honor of the Rafu Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Rav Amitai ben Shoshana, Shaul ben Britta, and Lior Gabai ben Michal. The Hanukkah Perspective is in loving memory of Leim Mincha Basak Yosef, Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yochamil Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may the memories be a blessing. The fascinating story of Yosef and his brothers is always read during the holiday of Hanukkah, and there's an important reason why. Our Parsha begins with Parai having two bizarre dreams that nobody but Yosef could explain. He first dreamt of seven fat cows being swallowed up by seven skinny cows. And then he dreamt of seven big bundles of grain being swallowed up by seven skinny bundles of grain. And in both these dreams, neither the cows nor the bundles of grain do to devouring the others. When Parai heard that Yosef could explain dreams, he commanded that he be taken out of prison and brought before him. Pari then tells Yosef about his two vivid dreams and asks for his interpretation. Yosef explains the dreams, and he says they mean that there will be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of hunger and starvation. Each dream, Yosef tells Pari, hints at the magnitude of the plenty, but also of the famine. He advises Pari to store food and grain during the years of plenty and abundance to sustain them and to sustain the world, actually, during the years of famine. Pari obviously agrees with Yosef, and Pari realizes that he is a man of God, and he will be the only person to implement his plan of action successfully. And so therefore he appoints Yosef as the viceroy of Egypt, second in command to only Pari himself. And he gave him the responsibility of storing the food and the grain during the years of plenty and abundance, and distributing it when the years of famine come along. However, a question comes to mind. At that time, Egypt was known to have the greatest sorcerers, the greatest magicians that can interpret dreams and tell the future. Yet they all failed to decipher and explain to Pari what his dream meant successfully. What was so tricky and complicated about the dreams that confused some of the greatest magicians and sorcerers? Rashi, Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki, the leading Torah commentary, gives a simple answer. He writes that Pari saw both the dreams along with their explanations the dreams along with their interpretations. And hence, when the magicians, when the sorcerers came with their interpretations and explanations, Pari knew they weren't correct as he had just seen them the night before, but he just forgot it. So when the magicians saw that Pari was rejecting every explanation, they began to worry about Pari's reaction to their ignorance, and as a result, they stopped evaluating the dreams. They stopped exploring many different interpretations and therefore failed to explain to Pari what his dream However, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rav Menachem Anoshnerson, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that the confusion, the perplexity of the dreams, was one specific detail. At one point during Pari's dreams, the abundance and the famine were present at the same time, which is an inherent contradiction. During the first dream, the fat cows and the skinny cows were together right before the fat cows were swallowed. In the second dream, the large bundles of grain and the lean bundles of grain were together right before the lean bundles devoured the big bundles. The magicians 
couldn't comprehend how is it possible to have simultaneously an abundance of food with a famine. Either there's a plenty of food or a lack thereof. It is impossible to have them together. And this detail that Lubavitcher Rebbe points out was the perplexing point that the magicians couldn't get past. The Lubavitcher Rebbe explains that the magicians couldn't comprehend this point because they came from an inherent, from a fundamentally physical position. Meaning that physically, it is impossible for both of these contrasting elements to be present together. But Yosef did not stem and come from that viewpoint. His position came from a spiritual realm, a sphere that allows for differences, contradictions, and opposing ideas to be correct simultaneously. The most obvious and simple example of this is our existence. For the entirety of our history, rulers and kings attempted and sought out our extermination. Whether through physical annihilation or religious abandonment, there's always been someone seeking our termination. But as our existence demonstrates, they have yet to be successful or effective. Yes, our history is filled with tragedy and pain, yet we still walk with our heads held up high. Yes, we are less than one percentage point of the entire population of the world, yet we are the leaders of each industry we enter. Yes, the darkness of this world is powerful, but it is no match for our soul's light and the capacity of ourselves to illuminate its surroundings. The flickering flames of the menorah are telling us a story, a tale as old as time itself. There is an opportunity for light, contentment, and joy whenever there is hardship, pain, or darkness. Yosef understood this idea in prison, and when the moment appeared, he took the godly position and saw the light. As we light the menorah and celebrate Hanukkah with family and friends, Take advantage of the holiness the candles are sharing. Yes, the darkness of our exile is significant and strong, but your ability to illuminate and transform our world is far, far greater. There's a powerful quote about light. There is always light. And if only we were brave enough to see it. If only we were brave enough to be it. Have a joyous, meaningful Hanukkah and a great Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.